Hello and welcome to the Real Driving Man podcast, Bipolar Talk, episode two. Um, that's what I'm going to just title this segment of uh, the podcast, where I talk about um, bipolar and mental illness. I don't know if that name, it'll probably change, but Bipolar Talk is what we're going to call it now, because I'm not going to try to overthink things. Last week, I talked about psychedelics, and that was a much harder episode than I thought it was going to be to just talk about. Um, I had my aunt, who's been on the podcast, listen to it and give feedback, and she liked it. Uh, said I, <laughs> I stayed on topic, and she mentioned uh, resilience and how a lot of what got me through all those experiences were resilience. And so that's one thing that's going to be the topic of today's episode is resilience. It's one of the three things I put on a list that you need to be able to survive a severe mental illness like bipolar. You will never, you won't survive it if you're not resilient. Because uh, if you have a mental illness or even if you just have a life, I think life can fuck up people even if they don't have you know genetic pre-existing conditions to a mental illness. You have to be resilient. Um, if you're not a, a good degree of resilience, the disease is going to eat you and spit you back out. Um, and what is resilience? Um, I think it was, I don't know, I think it was an episode of Jocko's podcast I listened to. He had, I can't remember who the guest was. But they talked about resilience was the ability to snap back into place. If, if something goes awry and things don't go the way that you wish they would, that you're able to snap it back in place. If you can hear my parents talk in the background, that is my apology. I will turn down the music. Still doing this in my parents' basement, being resilient. But resilience in this podcast was described as the ability to snap back into place. So if something bad happens, how quickly can you go back to your normal state? And that can be really rough, especially when, if you have a mental illness, a lot of the things that you're dealing with are very, very hard, and it, it's really hard to just let them go and move on. And it can take years to let certain things let go, you know, let go. Um, and it can take a very, very long time to build resilience because some of us, depending on our personalities and how we're structured, react you know, very strongly to a certain event. To give an example. Um, I know, say something, you just have an error in your scheduling and you have to reschedule everything and it's not exactly the way you want it to be. And this is very minor. Um, I've been a person in the past who gets frustrated by that because I like my schedule. I like things to stay the way they are. And you have to be willing to adapt. Um, or in, to give another, COVID. I had to be very, very resilient in COVID um, because if I stayed in this hyper state of, anxiousness I was going to be in that state forever because there was an infinite number of things to be anxious about and you ha I had to learn how to adapt and, and, and move forward and maybe that's the difference like what's the difference between re resilience and being tough I do think and, and maybe this this podcast will be called resilience and toughness because those kind of go hand in hand I think the resilience is the ability to snap back into place and toughness is just general ability to withstand stuff going on. 
I don't know if they're interchangeable. I, I'm not a deaf. I'm not an English person. I don't know if uh, we could look up. The, well, let's look up the definitions uh, and find out what the actual difference is. Um, tough, tough, strong, durable, not easily broken or cut, not brittle or tender. Rest. And then we're going to take up resilient. Yeah, the, the pa resilience, the power or ability to return of a material to return to its original form position after being bent, compressed, stretched, and elastic. So that's – actually, I kind of nailed those definitions. <laughs> um, I think you have to be both. I think you need toughness and resilience. You need to be able to be tough because if you have a mental illness, things are not always going to go the way you wish they would go. You're going to have setbacks. You are going to have emotions that are stronger than most people's emotions. And while at times I think it's important to give those emotions care and try to understand them, at a certain point you need to be like, okay, I just need to move on. I guess to link it back to last week, I talked about psychedelics. And – those experiences are still some of the most horrifying and magical and amazing experiences of my life. And I realized that if I continue to do psychedelics, I was going to put myself in a state that no matter how resilient I was, I wasn't going to be able to come back to normal. But I still had to deal with all the crazy, creepy shit I saw in those events and deal with the consequences of my actions that led to me being in the hospital and all that sort of shit I talked about on the last episode. There was probably a much uh, there was a much better podcast this week with David Goggins and Andrew Huberman that was awesome. Uh, he, David Goggins was definitely a huge template for me being able to understand my own emotions and move forward with them and develop a sense of toughness. Because in this, you know, <laughs> Huberman has definitely a much higher quality podcast than mine, and so I, I don't want to take uh, go listen to that episode. Um, and I'm, I am going to try to relate this more towards bipolar. Um, but the here, maybe to – I'll try going here in a different direction. Sorry to – when you have mental illness, as if there are people listening, you have mental illness, and you know that you get upset over things and you react in things that you know are overreactions, but it's part of the illness that you have. It is very, very, very easy – to fall in, especially if you're in a depressive state, into a woe is me phase or just a depression. Um, and the thing I think people don't tell people enough about depression, because it's very real, um, medications can help. And like I said, I am not a doctor. <laughs> Listen to your doctor, your psychiatrist, whoever you healthcare professional is that you are working for, for medical advice. I'm just relating my own experience, my own knowledge, and I have no none of those credentials. And those can help. I have bipolar one, and I, there's really no medication that can treat it. There are ketamine therapies now, and I did read a great, um, a great study on the usefulness of ketamine for depression. And I, uh, I think it is finally awesome, finally awesome. It is very, very past due that we have a treatment for bipolar depression because it can get so fear, 
so severe that is almost impossible to pull yourself out. And I've been in those positions and I even had access to those therapies because ketamine and mushrooms have been therapies that have, they're not like a on the market thing yet. I think ketamine's definitely well on its way and they're all great. I think you should really explore those and you shouldn't neglect an option if you're in a depressive state to get out of it. Although, I think you need resilience anyway. Medications are a tool, and everyone needs tools. If you're climbing a mountain, you can't climb it with just your hands sometimes. You need a pickaxe. And yeah, the pickaxe is going to help, but you also have to be strong and be able to pull yourself up. And that's what medications are. So even if you use those therapies, they shouldn't be the only thing you lean on. And this is where... I think especially when you have a depressive illness, you hear stuff like David Goggins who may just sound like pull up, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, which I don't like that phrase and I don't like that sentiment. But at the same time, what David Goggins I think is saying is that no matter what you do, if you do these therapies and you try to pull yourself up, you're still going to have the shit of life to deal with. And you're going to want to develop those skills within yourself because those can transfer on and help you deal with that shit in the future. And it can help you prove to yourself that when you get in these states, you can get out of them. And if you just rely on medications, sometimes medications either make things worse or they don't work at all. They're not uh, a panacea. And I think often when people go into that, because I've been in that state where – I think I used mushrooms to try to pull myself out of this depression. And I did it in a very <laughs> unscientific way. Um, but it didn't fix everything. It made things worse. And if that's the case, you need to be ready for that. And I think – I have to say I think a lot. Actually, I'm trying to not repeat myself. I think there's a lot of weakness, and I just said it again, in society. And I'm not just talking physical weakness. I'm talking some mental toughness. And no matter who, who you are, you need to develop mental toughness, especially if you have a severe mental illness. Otherwise, this illness will kill you. Because you cannot be tough, and you can sit in woe is me forever, and you will be in a depressive state, and even if you use all these medications and all these magical tools, they will never feel like they're working because you in your mind have, haven't made a resolve to try to move forward, be tough, and get out of this with your own willpower. Now, people say, because I, I, even today at times, I feel like my will can be weak, and I'm, I am weak, but you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. Because life is very complicated, and you are going to have an element of tragedy in your life if you have a severe mental illness. Roger that. And this is where I really do... Th the David Goggins message was super helpful to me. Because I was getting help, I... I've had help from a psychiatrist my whole life. I've been on medications. And what really helped me get out of my depression was forcing myself to stand up and do the things I didn't want to do. And that's the thing about depression I don't think people tell you enough. You need to find the strength 
to do the things you don't want to do, no matter how small they are. If you cannot get out of bed, which is a very common thing in depression, I have spent the last couple of years making myself resilient, so maybe I am further on the path than you or further behind you. I'm not, I don't know who listens to this podcast. When I couldn't get out of bed, I would literally roll myself out of bed and crawl my way to my cabinet and put on my shoes and go for a run. And it sucked the whole time. It was never fun. It always sucked. But I felt slightly better than when I just laid in my bed. Mental illness doesn't make you feel resilient or tough, which is why you need to be. I think it also, when you can work through those scenarios, that's strength you have. And that is a, to just keep going with David Goggins' metaphor, a cookie in your cookie jar. And what that means, um, and it's his idea, I don't want to take uh, someone else's idea. It's the idea that we have a cookie jar and it's full of good memories, of stuff, maybe not even good memories, but bad memories, but times we persevered and we can take it out and in times when we need it, we can rely on that strength. It's a reservoir maybe, maybe the reservoir of your strength and proof that you've gotten through past scenarios. And you need to build those scenarios. If you're a mentally ill person, you have never been through a depressive episode and you've never gotten out of one, you haven't had that. You have to build that. And I think there's no easy way to do that. There's no medication that's gonna make it easier. All those, like I said, those are tools that can help you. But just like I said, you can have the best pickaxe in the world, but if you are not, if you are weak and out of shape, you're not going to get up the mountain. And in a society that seems to value comfort and ease and having things done for us, those are things that will never get you through mentally mental illness. And I understand that a lot of times people's intentions behind trying to be compassionate and do things for people is because you love them you care for them there's genuine intent that is good but you there is an element of tragedy in life you could say life in the words of jordan peterson is mostly suffering great Let's get to it. Let's work on making myself strong. That's why I went through all those scenarios with psychedelics and all these depressive and manic episodes I've had to deal with my life. And you feel like shit when you react. You just want to curl up and die. But I wanted to say, fuck you. This is where I think anger can be used in a good way. Develop that anger. I don't think anyone likes to be weak and taken care of. I think everyone wants a degree of independence. I'm not talking about general help from friends and family. I'm talking the ability to have in you the will to keep moving forward despite the suffering and tragedy of having a mental illness. That has to come from you, and it's just going to suck. But I believe everyone can do it. We have to. I think people, when they try to come with you and, and oh, be comfort, just be okay, you don't have to do this, there's a bit of that, and every situation's different. But I've had times when my mom, who has been my sole support with this illness, is like, get the fuck out of bed. I don't give a shit. Get up. Come on. You're going on a walk with me. Come on. We're going. We're going. You have no choice. We're, I'm going to make you. We have to. But I don't want to. Yeah, neither do I. No one wants to when you're depressed. You don't want to do anything when you're depressed. We get that. That's why you have to do it. It's just going to suck. And... 
you have to develop the resilience to go through these sucky moments bit by bit. And you're going to build the strength and it's going to suck. There's not, there's sometimes, especially with social media, the sexy vibe of going forward and doing better and taking care of your mental health and uh, that's a bunch of bullshit. Taking care of your mental health is mostly miserable and hard work that you don't want to do but you have to do if you want to have any degree to be able to function. I may be coming off as very intense here. I've been told that has happened in the past and yeah, I am because you have to be. Cultivate intenseness. If you have a mental illness, you need to be intense at times because depression is infinitely more intense. You have to develop these things or else you're not going to get through it. I, th I truly believe in society because we have this amazing technology. We all think there's going to be some pill, some medication, some treatment that's going to get us out and everything's going to be okay. I've been there. I've had those feelings. They don't exist. They don't. Even if they do one day, I don't believe it. it. I don't believe it because I believe that the will to live and move forward has to come from within you. There's no pill. There's no method you can do that's going to create that. You have to create that. And is it unfair that you have to deal with a mental illness? Absolutely. It sucks. And times in my head I'll say, well, people have it worse than you. But when you're depressed, you don't give a shit. So forget about other people. This is your shit. This is your shit. It's not going away. And no matter where you are on this journey, start taking those steps because you have to build resilience and toughness and you can lose them if you don't continue to do challenging things. You can lose it. So... How do you develop mental toughness if you're starting from nowhere? Well, you start with the, the thing. What is the thing that you could do that you would do? Again, words of Jordan Peterson. And I know I quote a lot of other podcasters. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And they have good ideas. They're smart. <laughs> and that's a good way to start. It's how I started. Okay. Because I like to think I'm a resilient person. But I didn't come from nowhere. What did I do? Well, one thing I did is I started to, like, I just started to try to run. I could kind of run a couple miles, you know, not well. I, I could do a couple push-ups. Okay? Try to do 10 a day. You have to have some degree of discipline to develop mental toughness, and I think it's a, discipline is a skill that many people in society do not have, and it's hard, and you just have to do it. Just do it. Just do it, whatever it is. Whatever small thing that you don't want to do, do something. You have to start somewhere, no matter how small. And keep building. Keep building little by little. And it may suck for a long time before it ever gets better. I'm not going to lie to people about that. It's always going to suck. It still sucks. But every little time you get a little stronger. A little bit. If you maybe ran the, uh, you went on your run, you did an extra half mile. It wasn't much. Or maybe you just forget that. Forget an extra half mile. An extra 100 feet, that's something. Make sure you have those progress points and make sure you reward yourself when you make that progress. When you go out and you run, reward yourself. And it has to be proportional, like, I don't know, extra sugar and coffee if you like that or something, you know, a beer at the end of the day because you, you tried to do better. 
you have to start developing this mindset, and it only happens through pain and callousing your body and your mind. I don't think you can be physically, mentally healthy without being physically healthy. I think they're, I don't think they're the same thing, but they're tied together. Find a way to work out. That is a great way, especially if you're a depressed person. You're probably not doing anything anyway. Um, go on a walk. Walks are great. Get sun in your eyes. Do these things. And you're like, well, I'm doing them and I'm not feeling better. Yeah, you're not going to. You just may not feel worse. I've, I've had plenty of podcasts in the past where I've, and maybe in this one too, where I'm kind of railing on stuff. But you have to. You have to be tough or this stuff is going to kill you. It is. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. That's the truth. And guess what? When you can harness that toughness, that's your fucking superpower. Because you can say, well, if I did that, I can do that. And it compounds. And it gets better by better. And eventually, you will work your way out of it. But you have to develop that will. You have to. I do love, I noticed that it was not just David Goggins, but many other Navy SEALs I've heard and just Special Forces guys tend to have the um, rule where you do something that sucks every day. Um, I'm not a, to be honest, I'm not as disciplined as that as I should be. I don't think I do that every day. I try to do it most days. Today I did an ice bath and it was 20 degrees this morning and it was freezing and it sucked for all three minutes and 20 seconds. And I felt great afterwards. And I accomplished something. I felt good. And that's the thing. I think that, I don't know the um, neuroscience behind it, but I'm guessing that's something to do with testosterone because I know testosterone makes things feel good and dopamine. Do those things. And when you overcome your your depression, it's going to make things feel good. And maybe you don't. There are some people who remain depressed. Okay, fine. But I'm not going to aggravate like, for people to hurt themselves because that's awful. But to that person who is in that deep, dark hole, That pit you're in, it doesn't end. It just keeps going. There's no bottom. And you can't see the top. You can't see the light out. And you won't for a while. Maybe you never will. Maybe there is no exit of this pit. But this pit never stops going down, so you might as well keep fucking climbing. I believe that most people, no matter who they are, have something in their lives they believe is worth living for. So burn that like a fuel to fuel yourself through the shit. And when you get through the shit and you do the things you hate, you freaking do the thing. Pound your chest. That's what I love to do. I love to pound my chest, to scream, to say, fuck, yes, I fucking did it. And get ready to go again. 
people may say for a mental illness, this is very intense, but I'm just not bullshitting you. I'm not going to say, well, you're going to do it, and then you're going to feel better, because you probably won't. It will take a long, it could take a long, it could take a year before you feel better. It could. But don't, don't underestimate the hole your absence would leave. And that's another quote from Jordan Peterson, because it's, it's a good one. And maybe you're someone who has nothing in life. I've met those type of people. But I believe if you're still here, then there's still something. Find that something. Hold on to it. The world's a crazy place, especially in this day and age. We don't know if we're all going to die. We don't know what the right path is. And it's very easy to try to hold on to something or someone or some institution to save you and save everyone and everything's going to be okay. But there's no guarantee that everything's going to be okay. We could all die in fire, and it could be horrible. Or we could not, or we could have a general just decay. And I deal with this stuff. I hear it all the time on the news with the wars going on, with the desperation in our country and, and around the world. But there's so much there. It's just awful. And why do anything when we have this amount of suffering because I believe that good is good no matter how small. And you have to hold on to something. You have to make it feel like it means something. Or else it is then just all purposeless, which while when you're depressed, it's really easy to want it to be that way. It's not what you truly want. You don't want to stay here. You don't like it. No one likes it. But sometimes we just need to grow a pair and put our heads down, and keep fucking climbing, even when it sucks. Because the world and the craziness is not going to stop. That's going to be constant. The universe is in a bizarre place, and it's going to find ways to fuck us in spectacular fashion. So what can you do? You can start doing the good things at the micro level, things that are around you for your friends, for your family, those small things that make things a little that that makes a little less suffering in the world cuz those are sparks those are kindling those can take you a long way to doing big and great things cuz if you can overcome this level of depression imagine what you could do and i think this process of being resilient and finding a way to give back to the world and to our community and to the people we love that's the biggest fuck you to all this suffering. It's like, despite all this bullshit, despite all of it, I have still persevered and moved forward. If anything, to just say fuck you to this world I was born in. I made it slightly better because no matter how small a deed, it's a good deed. And it does, it doesn't take, no, I love a quote from Stannis Baratheon in Game of Thrones. The bad doesn't wash out the good and the good doesn't wash out the bad they're just all there so choose the path you want to be on if you want to be depressed all day do it take a gun blow your brains out who knows I don't know what happens after death maybe you just come back here and you're just a different body you're a little depressed again I don't know but I refuse to believe the things that I have done that have done small amounts of good 
were in vain because I give them the meaning. Those actions gave meaning. My toughness gave meaning to what I have done. And my faults have made me better by being able to understand myself, fix my flaws, and move forward. And I hope to have the strength to continue to do this because I don't believe the world's going to let up anytime soon. And you can keep clinging to someone to save you or you can look within yourself and start building those blocks one by one to ignite that spark, to ignite that flame that says, this is shit and I'm still here. And then even if the darkness comes, the apocalypse happens, nuclear catastrophe, another pandemic Whatever. You can look it in the eye and say, bring it on. Let's go on one. Let's go one more round. Let's do this again. Because that's going to happen again and it's going to be miserable. And make sure you're prepared for that. And now, not at the same time, don't get obsessed and anxious about the bad things that are going to happen. That's the other thing about resilience and toughness. It can hold you in place. It can hold you in place in a world where everything is chaotic and it feels like it's happening to you. And you need that grounding stuff. That grounding stuff. The grounding stuff from doing the tough stuff. Because... Yeah, the world's scary. The world is full of so it's gonna throw so much shit at you. Throw much so much shit. And you sh- how else are you gonna have the wherewithal to develop a plan to navigate this shitstorm? That is mental illness. Cause that resilience, that toughness, that's gonna allow you to make full effective use of the medications, all the therapies I was saying not to rely on. Use them. Because when you're resilient and you're you're determined to find a way through things, when you use those therapies, they work even better because you you know the path. You can see it. You know where you're going. Maybe maybe you don't know where you're going, but you have a path and it's an idea. And as long as that idea is aiming up and it's true to you, it will evolve and take on new shape and integrate things in ways you couldn't even imagine. But you have to have the will to go through the shit. You gotta have the will to go through the shit because it's not stopping. So, let's get dealing with our shit.